Perfect. So good morning, everybody, and welcome to our How Digital Champions Can Boost Your Work webinar. My name is Natasha Bradley. I'm the Commercial Manager at Inform, and I'm being joined by two wonderful guests today. The first is my colleague, Jeff Williams, who is our lead M365 trainer, and he'll be joining the webinar to support any questions that we have. And our second special guest is Sam McVeigh, who is the Director of People and Inclusion at Berry Council. So before we sort of hand over to, to Sam and hear about his journey, I'd just like to say, you know, if, we, if you have any questions, please feel free to put them in the chat or we can come off mute at the end and we can have a, you know, an interactive session. So, Sam, welcome and thank you very much for, for joining us. It will be great to um, start off by understanding how, um, the Berry, from Barry's perspective, how the your digital strategy and, and why you sort of move forward with the champion program start. Yeah, thank you for having me and I'm um, delighted to be here this um, morning talking to you a little bit about the work that we've done in Bury over the last nearly, I'm going to say nearly a year um, around all things Microsoft 365 and particularly our, our Champions programme. So a bit of background on where we, we've come from. Um, Bury, um, like probably most organisations that are represented here, but I think in a more extreme way, um, saw COVID as a complete shift from having probably the amount of people working um, from home and online and making use of products like Skype as was in Teams, countable on one hand um, to in the thousands. I think we're a workforce of about 2,500 people. About 800 or so of our staff are, are frontline, sort of not IT-based um, colleagues, but um, just shy of 2,000 um, are working day in, day out, um, online in some way. Um, the pandemic saw us um, bring forward our shift to agile working, but our shift to the use of technology to support that, probably two years worth of change over two days. Um, and the first thing to say is a huge, um, amazing, well done to our IT team how, in how they supported that. Um, and that's probably the same um, as lots of you on this call today. Um, I actually wasn't at Berry at that point. I was with another organisation, but I landed at Berry sort of towards the end of the, the forced lockdown, the working from home side of the um, pandemic. And when I landed, we were in a period where we had the technology, but we were not using it by any stretch of the imagination to the potential that it's got and the level of understanding and skills within our workforce ranged from some people who were enthusiastic amateurs and had taught themselves lots of things and knew how to use it and were doing things that perhaps even our IT team didn't know how to do and um, through to people who just saw teams as a mechanism of making a phone call and receiving a phone call so um hugely differential level of understanding within the organization um, we were really key clear that we needed to um, get a better bang for our book we needed to support our staff and in order to deliver some of the things that we needed to do as an organization we needed to get more out of the, the, the technological infrastructure that we had that's of course set in a backdrop of um 
COVID has changed the way that the organisations work forever. Um, we are a proper agile organisation now. Um, we don't have quotas or numbers or rules. We have staff working where is necessary to deliver the objectives of their role. That will be different for every person. I probably split my time roughly 50-50 between the office and working from home. You'll see by my very corporate background that I'm sat in the office um, today. Um, other people spend more of their time in one place or the other. Um, but what was clear is we needed to get more out of the technology and able to, in order to be as effective as we can be as, as an organisation. And also recognising, like every local authority, like every bit of the public service, our budgets are shrinking. Um, and um, we've read the case studies, the examples of how better use of technology, better use of Teams, better use of, of the rest of the Microsoft 365 suite um, can support efficiencies. So in order to do this, we, we, we put, put aside some money as part of our transformation programme. And we had lots of conversations internally with our staff, with our existing um, change agents, um, with our trade unions, with our politicians, with others around. Well, what does that look like? It didn't feel like the answer to the question was just, we'll buy some training. Recognising that this is not about teaching people how to do things. This is about almost rewiring the brain and rewiring ways of operating to work in a completely different context. It's not about um, doing the things that you've done just over teams or just through a different product it's a completely different way of working and um, i liken this to some of the stuff that, that i did originally in another organization when when lockdown first commenced which is let's not try and transpose everything we did in person into a digital into an online context we've got to think differently we've got to do something differently and the same is true therefore about how we deliver training and how we make that change happen so um, as part of that we were really keen to to make a champions program work because whilst training might teach people how to do things having proper champions in the organization who have the skills have the passion but also have the ability to to, to teach and support people to develop and, and their own skills over a longer period of time we thought was really really critical um and i'm sure um natasha will help me take you on the journey of where we where we've been but i'm really glad that we thought that and at a high level that has been a success we're now an organization that has got people who've got that level of, of skill to complement their passion for for digital and working in new ways and are supporting that change within their services and I think that will be a, a long term journey. I would certainly describe the change that we're on as a marathon and not a sprint. And um, this is not something that you can deliver in an organisation overnight. Yes, you can teach people how to do things overnight, but you can't get them to change behaviour. You can't get them to change ways of working. Absolutely. So that really takes you on 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 the journey to, to journey to day one for us. I think Natasha. That's really interesting, Sam. So why did you decide to do a 12, 12 months um, champions programme and not a shorter, like like many councils and organisations that we see? I think part of that is, is recognising the scale of change, um, recognising the scale of change for us as an organisation. So I think thinking about Barry and thinking about where I've worked previously, we were perhaps a couple of steps behind some other places. Actually, we hadn't made some of the technological inroads that others had so that the, the journey of travel was greater um, 
also recognizing that um the the, the technology itself is, is changing and is improving and is evolving all the time so we just didn't want to do something which was just about teaching people and, and embedding change and bringing champions up to a, a space based on what is there now we needed to give them the skills to learn as the technology itself evolved but we also recognize that um local authorities i'm sure like all of you are mad busy at the moment and actually getting half an hour of someone's time is like gold dust and um, before we started this program one of the things we made use of was some of the sort of the free microsoft how-to videos which are just three or four minutes long and to be really honest we had some feedback from staff that said i've got three or four minutes why do you expect me to to, to you know what I mean to to go on a training course or do something else? I can't find three minutes to watch a video. So we knew that this is something that would need to change over time and would need a bit of a sales pitch. Bluntly, we knew that if this worked and we trusted that it would work, is that it would sell itself if you like. But that would be a long journey of getting advocates within the organisation, getting them to sell the benefits to their teams, bring other people along with them. So for all those reasons, we understood that this is not something that you can just flick a switch and would happen and that we felt a 12 month programme would help us start that journey. And, and that's an important point as well. It isn't a 12 month programme to change the organisation, get champions, embed new ways of working, be completely different. That's the start. This is absolutely, I'll go for the, the analogy again, maybe a double marathon rather than a sprint, not even a single one. <laughs> Thank you. And I suppose one of the things that I'm interested in is you, you've said that your, your employees didn't have enough time and you could spare three minutes. So, you know, I think you're into your 11th month of the programme now. How has the employees, not only the councils, but the ICBs taken 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 the, the program on board? So um, I'll give you the, the sort of the good, the bad and the ugly response to this. And, and, and absolutely, it, it is mixed. We've got about um, 160 champions. Um, and I think what we have seen is for those people or for a, a, a proportion of those people, they've really embraced it. They've, they've really embraced the learning. They've um, they've developed their personal skills um they've asked questions so we have a weekly all staff briefing and we've got some of our champions who who, who chirp up we're an organization about two and a half thousand staff who chirp up and tell some of our senior leaders oh did you know you could do that did you know the way you you're sharing that presentation isn't quite the best way and it's great to see some of that that stuff um happening so um there is some real great change that's happening in the organization um and I think the champions have, have embraced that because they are seeing the benefits for themselves. And where I think um, I would like us to have been further along, and I hope we're on a journey to get there, is how much they are spreading that across the wider organisation and they are selling the benefits. And that's differential. I know we've got some champions, so champions in our um, sort of performance and data department who are really bringing that learning back to their colleagues and teams and really changing the way that work happens. But we're still an organisation that's got too much to do and, and, and not enough time. And there's more work for us to do to get that 160 odd people really influencing change across the wider organization i think they've got the technical skills to do so now the next phase for us i think is giving them the the confidence and the softer skills to do that and also um the headspace to understand and the, and the physical space to understand that, that that's really important and and 
praising them for spending the time doing that. No, that, that makes sense. And that, you know, I think it's good that it's sort of, you can see an improvement as you've gone on through that time. So if you had your time again and you were about to start the project and you're not in your month 11, what would what advice would you give to everyone on this call and what would you do differently you did? Um, so if I say some of the things that I would definitely do the same to start off with, I think. Yeah, perfect. Um, I think I've seen a hiding somewhere on this call, but um, we've got an amazing project manager, Zena, who should probably be the one talking today because she knows more about this than me. And, and having someone who is championing the champions and driving this along, I think is really, really crucial. Um, and giving me a, a kick up the bum and saying, oh, you should be doing this or what about that? Um, that That's a must. Um, I think self-sustaining networks and groups are all wonderful but you need someone who is is championing that and creating the infrastructure in the first instance i think um i'm really pleased with 160 odd champions that we've got which is about six or seven percent of the organization was pushing for 10 percent would have liked to get to the 260 or so mark we didn't but but I think perhaps it would have been I would have liked us to have been a bit more pushy in some of those areas of the organisation that don't have the level of, of um, representation, because actually it's always the case with these things. The areas that probably would benefit from development like this the most are probably some of those that, that find it difficult to come to the party. So some more work up front to really say, well, no, hang on a minute we're not starting until we've got representation sufficient representation from places like our children's social care department who I know would hugely benefit from this and are absolutely and are benefiting but perhaps not to the extent um, that they could have done if we'd invested a little bit more time up front in building that um, that cohort of people and then giving them the infrastructure to, to really um, flourish and I think the final thing is just how we how we integrate the softer skills training and are clear with what the expectations are of our champions up front. Um, I think we have um, focused significantly on giving people the technical skills, which is right. And, and to a certain extent, it's about the technology. But actually, it's not really. It's about people. It's about human beings. So if I had my time again, I'd probably have thought about investing a little bit more time up front and being a little bit clearer upfront around the expectations of our champions not to train people because I think there was a bit of nervousness about that do I need to be a, am, am I coming on this course to be a trainer am I going to be expected to hold training sessions no absolutely but you're going to be expected to talk to people and help them and give them a bit of a leg up and I think um, we're saying before the call started for us that's particularly different and challenging because of the balance of of working from home versus working in the office if you're sat in an office with 30 40 other people and someone's struggling and they know you're a champion they'll, they'll rock over and ask you a question or if you see it you'll um you'll put your hand up um um, you'll put your hand up and you'll go and help someone if you're working from home it's much easier you don't see those things you ignore those things um so how you equip champions to be champions when they're not sound, sat in an office, I think, is something new to most, if not all of us. Yeah, no, I have to I have to agree. And, you know, I, I started my role um, working from home from COVID and, it, you know, and trying to you know who to go to, how am I going to ask? You know, it's, it's definitely a challenge that most organisations, and I'd say most people across the last two and a bit years is definitely challenged or been challenged. So the programme's going to be coming to an end and I know we're going to be still supporting you going to next next year. Um, but how do you plan to keep the momentum that you've, you've 
built up over the last sort of 12 months going. I think some of that is keeping it fresh. So some of that is why I think it is important that we've still got some support for you around helping people to understand the technology as it evolves. Some of that is about properly giving people that soft skills training and, and the stuff that I would have liked to have done up front around clear expectations of, of what people um, should be doing. I think we are evolving the way we do agile working as an organisation and we're looking to really invest in the importance of time together in the office um, and some of our champions have got a part to play in making that meaningful by um, and I'm doing this within my, a couple of my own services giving giving champions the floor to share that learning um, with others and I think the final thing is just recognizing that um, uh, for me the success of this program at the very 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 end of the day is about the lowest level of capability and the lowest level of confidence in the organization it's not about having 160 people who are absolute experts it's about how we lift the floor if you like so i'm really keen to work with the champions work with some of our managers in those areas that have got the perhaps the lowest level of technical capability to think about how we how we can drive improvement drive change drive new new ways of doing things in those areas Importantly for me, though, it's not a one size fits all approach. Um, I, I'm sure you're all from different types of organisations, but certainly local authorities are organisations that probably do what 150 organisations would do in some areas. The types of different roles, work, capability, confidence, level of pay, understanding that we've got. So I'm I'm a big fan of sort of letting a thousand flowers bloom. The way this works, the way that our champions support people to develop and grow their skills will be very different in different parts of the organisation. And I'm really keen to give them the confidence, freedom and flexibility to, to do that where they work. No, I think that's, I think that's really refreshing to hear that, you, you know, you, you, your aim is to try and lift the digital skills you know, above where it is, which is really refreshing. And on that note, we are, we've got 10 minutes left. So I think what I'd like to do, Sam, if you're okay, is just open up the floor, really. So I think we're going to try and unmute everybody. If, but you would be lucky to know that I'm not going to unmute everybody, so we'll be all right. Jeff is going to do that for us. Um, and then, you, you know, feel free to put your hand up, ask anything you'd like to Sam or Jeff's here to support as well if we need to. So let's have a look for the, um, the first question. So do you want to come off, off mute? I think the first person is Frankie. Do you want to come off mute, Frankie, and then we can pass to Leanne? Uh, yeah, I am I am off mute, I hope. Can you all hear me? Yes, um, I can hear you. So I was interested in the fact that you are in um, a, a growing agile environment um, and also the fact that you were having issues around uh, getting the champions uh, to uh, adopt or to um, commit to being champions and because Agile is very much around value I wondered whether the value um, was actually recognized if they became champions by you was that a mechanism that you used in order to get them to get more buy-in I think we did absolutely so that that's that is one of the strategies we deployed I think um, lots of shout outs to our champions recognition through our employee review process that the, the, the badges they get from doing this recognition within their own teams and I think that has worked and that's been an important success factor in getting the champions that, that we've got I think perhaps the barriers to that have been 
one just sheer work demands which will not be a surprise to anyone uh, and actually even when you value something you, you've got to have that leap of faith up front so we talked a lot about the advantage of this to, to individuals as well around improving their own skills actually helping their own work-life balance by giving them the ability to do some things but some of that's a leap of faith if you don't understand it if you don't know it, if you don't see it you've got to have the confidence to do it and you've got to be a certain type of people to person to take that that leap of faith so that was a challenge i think also some of this was about selling the benefits to um, some of our more traditional services with perhaps some of our managers that weren't used to working in this way and I can point to a couple of really good examples of where we succeeded in that I can point to some examples where we didn't succeed in that quite as much as I'd like to um, but I think absolutely yes you are right the value of doing it the recognition of doing it but there's also that bit of self-interest around it. It'll help you as well. Some of the, um, the, the the statistics Natasha and Jeff provided us with around the amount of time this will um, allow people to have. So proper sort of cost-benefit analysis. You invest this amount of hours over a 12-month period, it will save you this amount of time personally for the rest of your career. And in return for that, we're asking you to give a bit of that time back to supporting and upskilling colleagues across the organisation. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Um, Delaney? Yeah. Hi. Um, yeah. Hi, Sam. Uh, I'm currently recruiting some Oracle Fusion champions at the moment, um, and I've put some some support mechanisms in place, such as, you know, your team shared team channel where people can discuss any issues they've got, setting up quarterly meetings. But is there any other support mechanisms that I haven't mentioned that I could put in that would help maybe smooth out the, the issues for, from a new project? I I think for me, you, all the things you've talked about there are completely right. You've got is the right stuff to to have in place. I think you've personally you've got to invest a bit of time up front in showing the value of that stuff and those support mechanisms. People people will struggle and they'll say I need more support. And you, what's the saying? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And um, I think you've got to, you've got to feed some of those things that you've got in there. So how are you as an organisation using some of those chats? How are you how are you making sure that you are creating the agenda in the background or you're giving people the confidence to support to talk in some of those teams sessions? You won't have to do that forever. I think if people see the value, they'll they'll feed it themselves. But actually, there's a bit of leg work needed up front by by you and and working with perhaps some of the more vocal and, and, and proactive champions up front to feed some of those things and once you feed them and um, hopefully they will become self-sustaining but you, you can't just create the infrastructure and expect it to be filled with with people talking and interacting you do need to put the put the working up front i would say definitely thank you fabulous and Hayley. Hiya. Yeah, I was just going to ask if you've um, if you can share any more information about how you sort of structure things with the champions. So how do you, you know, tell them or guide them like what they need to be learning? Like, do you put on sessions for them? Um, like how structured is it or is it all quite open? I'm going to let someone else answer that question. So go on. Either Jeff, who's been working with us, or Zena, who knows far more about the detail than me, chirp in and um, answer that one. Yeah, should I take that one then? Thanks, Sam. Okay. So, um, yeah, absolutely, we do structure it. So we tend to front load it with the things that 
will probably make the most difference in somebody's sort of day-to-day day-to-day uh, work if you like so uh, across the m365 suite it might be starting with teams onedrive uh, those kind of things uh, and then as we progress through the program we might include some uh, some of perhaps the lesser known bits uh, of m365 but uh, ones that can have a real impact on the, uh, the the way that you you work on a daily basis so things like OneNote. Uh, even things like Viva Insights for uh, for sort of managing your own well-being uh, during work as well. So yeah, we tend to go through that that kind of process, give them the most important bits uh, up front, and then work our way through. I would say. Zena, is there anything you'd like to add? Put no one's spot um, now. Yeah, no, that's okay. I think I've just um, what I would like to add into that is each of those webinars are then recorded and they're all stored on the Teams channel that we have for the champions. So even if champions can't make that live training or they want to go back and have a look, all the training is, you know, all the web, um, sorry, the webinars are all there. Um, so that's been really useful. I do know that champions go back and use those and rewatch them. I think I'd probably just add, and this this is a point of relevance to our sort of general, the, the general training part of the programme we're doing, but I think it's equally relevant to champions is people learn in different ways. So for some people, um, the, the the sessions that Jeff's been doing and the way he's been doing have been perfect. It's absolutely met their learning style. Some people have felt, that's a bit fast, actually. I'm really struggling to get everything in that. So we've done some sort of slower paced sessions for some people they learn and they want to go away and talk to a friend about it which they can do and actually some of our champions have come together and, and done that for some people they'll go to the session and then at the end of it think oh, that's that's gone right over my head that i want to go and use the, the stuff that's available on the team site to look at and learn and again that's fine people learn in different ways champions learn in different ways staff learn in different ways so so the joy of i think the program that, that we've put together is it's it's allowed us to speak to those different learning preferences and styles as much as we possibly can within the confines of, of organisation, budget and time, etc. I hope that answered your question, Hayley. Um, Anthony? Sorry, I was just grabbing a screenshot then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just wondering how much uh, sort of resource did you have to invest um, in this programme? Um, and what were the benefits that you uh, that digital champions um sort of gained from being a digital champion how did you sort of sell it to them i i think and you know i can't remember the answer to this so there's, there's there's two parts in terms of the, the the time we have i think one is um a proportion of Zena's time so Zena's a project manager who works with us doing lots of different wonderful things but actually having someone who is responsible for it and delivering it is really really good I think we've been really clear with champions up front around their time investment to do this. And I can't, can you remember, Zena, what we what we said or what the, the line was, how much of your time would be involved? I can't remember off the life. I can't remember. No, probably a couple of hours a month, I think. But, yeah, it was. It, yeah. it, it, it wasn't huge and i think no. what we were clear on was that was that i mean it feels a lifetime ago now but the, the cost benefit analysis of that so we're not asking you to give for nothing we're asking you to give but in return you, you, there's evidence that says if you're using this the, the technology properly and you'll be using it this is awful english but more properly than um than anyone else because you'll have those skills firsthand the benefits that you should get from that from a sort of pure mathematical perspective you mentioned earlier badges was that something that your digital champions were able to gain um, as yes, part of this programme? Yes, it was absolutely as part of it. Um, 
and um, I don't know if you see if you see Zena's picture. I'm sure if she turns the camera off, I think there's a badge on there. Um, I think, um, but yeah, absolutely gaining badges through different parts of of, of their learning experience. And that interestingly, we had a lot of conversations about that at the start. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Does it create a sense of competition? Is it going to annoy people if they're not? able to learn as well personally i think it's good i think you have, you've got to accept people it's not a, it's not a good it's not a bad thing if it takes you a bit longer but giving that sense of recognition i think has worked well and been an important part of the program uh, are these microsoft learn badges uh, no they're, they're our own um custom badges that are based on knowledge checks that we produce for each of the uh, the different topics that we cover Okay. When we when we set, when we send out the recording um, of the, of this webinar, what we'll do is we'll put a recording of the champions program and how the badges work, so you can see that as well. Thank you. No problem. Hi, Sam. Hello. Hi. Um, I've just got a question. We're already on with our um, champions program, um, and as part of that, we're just in like the second phase, and we're looking at more long-term strategies how we want it to develop how we want it to grow what what kind of long-term strategies are you thinking for your council or is it just this is the champions program we kind of stop and then work with what we've got are you looking at developing them adding more people anything like that i i think so, so some of this goes back to the comment i made before around keeping them sustained keeping it fresh with information i think one of the things we're also thinking about is there's a risk sometimes in organisations that you get too many different champions or you get too many networks of change agents. And one of the things I'm really keen to think about is without restricting people's ability to get involved in stuff and without saying you've got to do it all, how all our sort of network networks of agents of change and champions work together and how we get better bang for our buck. So this is part of this, this the work we're talking about today is part of a much bigger program of organizational change and culture change across the council and i'm really keen to think about how we work with the the digital champions that we've got as part of that overarching program so how they can also support with the skills that they've got things like our um our agenda around getting staff to be more environmentally literate and more capable around the low carbon agenda we've got a, a huge group of equality allies as well and and i'm and, and this is very much work in progress. So I can't give you the answer to how we're going to do this, but really keen to think about how those different people work together. Mm, yeah, definitely. Because it's something we're thinking about um, in terms of the Champions Network that we've got at the minute has been incredibly successful. So we've been asked to flow that through the rest of the organisation, which has been fantastic. But I'm almost trying to be one step ahead and saying, right, how are we going to formulate this into a group and a plan and how we're going to keep supporting that change because ultimately that's that's where we want to get to we want a different way of working and a better way of working and this is the way i definitely think we're going to be able to achieve that perfect thank you got, sorry two questions left sam if that's okay um i'm just going to read what depends on the chat from so do you have the additional learning package within microsoft and did this help deliver training with the champions network Go on, Jeff's going to have to answer that one because I have no idea. <laughs> I was just in the process of typing a response. Actually. All right. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we use a multitude of, uh, of different uh, content. So it might be 
uh, stuff that we've created, reference guides, videos, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, but equally, if there's Microsoft uh, source content that is uh, appropriate, then we can use that. If there's any in-house content uh, as well, we, we can use that too. And it can all be hosted uh, within the uh, within the team. So it's all in one place, uh, irrespective of the uh, the source and the, the type of content. So yeah, it just make, makes it really easy to access. It's all in there in, in one place. Perfect, thank you. And I think Delaney had a hand up, but I don't know if she's put it back down again now. Yeah, so if, it was just a comment. Question. Than, yeah, it was just a comment more than a question about the, the badges and things like that and how to identify different champions. Um, obviously, we, we've got a number of champions within um, the Vale of Morgan Council. And what we are looking to do is, um, do you know your name on Teams, the circle? identifying those champions by having different colours circling your names just as a, as a quick so if you're in a meeting and you can quickly identify which of the champions are within or you're talking to or, or, or within your um, me meeting or, or whatever but yeah just a, a thought just a comment. Perfect thank you so thank you very much Sam that's been excellent um, and I hope everyone's enjoy, enjoyed the session. If anyone's got any further questions, uh, you know, please feel free to email them across and we can get them answered for you. But thank you very much, everybody, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, everyone. Love to meet you Thanks all. Everyone. See you again. Bye. Cheers.